to the Diary of a Sales Expert podcast. My name's James White, and I'm on a mission to help business owners and sales professionals all over the world get incredible sales results. So thanks for listening, and let's get started. So one of the most common sales questions that I get asked by people in business owners and sales professionals is this. James, how do I get past the receptionist or the gatekeeper or the PA or the secretary? What do I do? I want to get through to someone, but I can't get through and past these other people that are protecting those people from having the conversation with me. So in this podcast episode, I'm going to give you all of the things that I think you need to do to try and overcome that. A couple of little tips to use, a couple of thoughts. And as ever, as I always do in my podcast, I'm going to share with you at the end, uh, inspirational story, which I think you can uh, find that's incredibly inspiring. Uh, this time around, I'm going to share uh, with, with a lady who is incredible that's doing, um, at her age, doing some incredible things. So I'm going to share that at the end. But let's, let's get on to the issue of the gatekeeper. So look, what, what is the, the reason why this is important in sales? So I talk to people in sales around there, there are three levels of people in organizations and, um, Something you to have a think about, and when we and we'll get on to the discussion around the gatekeeper in a moment. But I always talk about there being three levels of people. The first are what I would call the doers. They're, they're what I would call level three. These are the people that generally don't have any say. They have a limited say, I should say, on the decisions that are made. They are the people that will, let's say, if a software system is put in place, they're the ones using it rather than necessarily the ones that are deciding on it. Or if you know, if you've put, you know, wearing a uniform, there might be a few people involved in this, but, you know, they're the people that have implemented what someone else has given them rather than actually the people making the decision. So I call them as doers. The second level is what I call influencers. Now, these are generally tend to be people in a management role, um, a consultant role, maybe. And then what they will do is they will influence the decision maker. They will share and the decision maker, which we'll come on to as the third state, the third stage in a moment, are the person that will, will, will engage well with, with these people they will influence the decision maker they will provide advice and the decision maker will go to them and talk to them and sound out their counsel for decisions that they're looking to make and then the final group are decision makers these are the people that make decisions they have authority they have the ability to sign off on budgets or can make decisions and to agree to do things tend to be company owners or directors or c-suites or or executives and the reality is as you go through organizations um, so the people that are in those higher roles, those executive roles, tend to have more secretaries, PAs, assistants, gatekeepers, people that are protecting them from day-to-day work, from a day-to-day cause. And, and the reason being is because um, those people can affect decisions quite in a major, in a major way. And if, you know, their time is, is very precious and, well, people in organizations tend to protect those people because they know that the organization relies on them to do well and to, to succeed. And so, and, and it's also a bit of a power thing. A lot of people in those roles like to have people around them that do some of those things for them. Now, why is that important when it comes to selling? Well, I always say to people, if you want to achieve sales success, you're better off to sell to people that create budgets, not those that have them. Let me repeat that. You're better off to sell to people that create budgets not those that have them, which means that you might want to get in contact with the CEO or the director or the person that's responsible for that. And because if you want to sell your service to them, 
and get them involved and you know they can make decisions quite quickly they can turbocharge they can shortcut the process than 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 by going through someone that's a doer and a lot of salespeople will will generally tend to work with people that are lower down in the organization the doers because it feels easier so the first thing around this podcast that I'm going to encourage you to do is if you want to you know learn how to sell put the gatekeeper make sure that you're you're focused on selling to those decision makers the people that can really make a difference but the title of the podcast is how to, to get past the gatekeeper. And, and, and so let me talk to you about what you need to do in, in these areas. The, the, the first thing is this. These people who are, their job is to protect that person, that director, that CEO, that chairman, whatever they are, from having a conversation, from being disturbed. They like to have maybe meetings or other things going on. They might even run the diary. My PA, for example, will run my diary. She will run my diaries of what meetings I put in place. <clears throat> and so they're there to, to add value to that person. Now, some of them can be quite spiky. And if you've picked up the phone and talked to someone and said, I'm looking to speak to Darren, can I speak to Darren? Who can I say is calling? You know, or, and, and who are you? And, and does he know who you are? Or you'll get comments like, I'm afraid Mr. Ockenden's currently in a, in a meeting at the moment. What, what's this regarding? They, they act that, that protective nature around them. So, so the question is, is, is what you can do to get past that, that gatekeeper. And, there is a couple of I there is a couple of things you can do. The first one or two of them are things you can do that you have to be quite careful about using. One of the ways in which you can look to do that is to say, and I would sometimes say to people, um, it's a personal, it's a personally, it's a personal matter. Or I'm looking to speak to Mr. Ockenden um because it's a specific issue that I wanted to discuss with him that's a that's a very you know personal matter. Now people might say, well, is what you're selling a personal matter? Well, it, you know, if you're going to sell in business and get sales success, you do need to be doing things that matter to people personally. So if it doesn't matter to them personally, then the chances are they're not going to engage and buy from you. You know, even, even in a business to business situation, it's going to make an impact on their world. So I think you can talk to people and say it's a personal matter and that can sometimes get you through. But invariably, what you will find is that you'll find that people will sometimes say they're not available or, or they're, they're, they're not through. Um, some people, and there are some people, I'm not one of some sales trainers will tell you to say, oh, we spoke a few months back or we spoke in the past. I do not encourage you to do that if you have not spoken to that person. If you obviously have spoken to them, then I think you can obviously say to them, we spoke a few weeks ago and I'm following up on our conversation. But if you haven't spoken to them, don't lie, because even though the person might not remember speaking to you, if you then lie and try and deceive them, you're off onto a bad start for the starting point. What's invariably going to happen is if you try and make a call or engagement with someone that doesn't know you, they're going to speak to the other person. I've even been on calls when I've heard it, and literally they've put the you know, put their hand over the phone and said, it's so-and-so. No, I'll tell, take a message, take a message, not, not interested. And you'll then get that, oh, I'm afraid he's not able to talk right now. She's not able to talk right now. So what can you do to overcome that? So here are four or five things to think about that are that are really important that you, you you can do. The first thing is be nice and personable to that gatekeeper. So I would always start by saying, "Oh, thank you ever so much for asking to to see if he's available. She's available. Oh, I know you guys have got lots on at the moment, so I appreciate that. How, how's your day been going anyway? It's been good. Now you you can get different types of gatekeeper. Some people are a bit you know sharp. Oh, what's it to do with you and who are you? And of course you can say, "Oh, no worries. I was just keen to find out how things are going." But you'll get some other people who potentially you know people are always interested in speaking to the decision maker, not them. So I've had conversations. With people said, "Oh, it's been a really interesting morning." I oh, said, so "What's been happening? What, what have you guys been up to?" And I've had a conversation. 
conversation with a, with, a, with a gatekeeper for five minutes around something they were doing in their organization that day. And it was great. And in the end, it, I, I sort of left like I really, you know, oh, thanks. So lovely to meet you. And what was your name again? Oh, Sandy. Okay. Lovely to meet you. Thanks. Lovely to speak to you, Sandy. Thanks very much. And I hope the day goes well. And oh, I really enjoy the rest of the activities. Oh, thanks ever so much, James. And I'll let you know that I'll let so so know you called. So I've built this relationship with them because I was interested in them and what was going on in their world. So I have a couple of questions that you can use to ask around, you know, with the gatekeeper, especially if you get that tone that you think they're being quite friendly and quite engaging and quite supportive. So try and build that relationship with them. Try and make sure you focus on them and, and, and forget the fact you're trying to speak to the decision maker. Just actually focus on you know, how's things going at the moment. Sounds like you guys have got lots on. Sounds like you guys have got a lot of things happening. By building that relationship, you can it can help you make that person want to do some stuff for you. And, and invariably, a lot of what we do in sales is about communication skills and getting other people to, to do things for you the other side. What I'll also sometimes do is if I've had a great conversation with someone like that, then what I might do is I might say, I'm going to give you, I'm going to try him again tomorrow afternoon, Sandy, um, just to, to see if he's available. And someone's then said to me, oh, don't try him tomorrow afternoon. He's out of the office then. Try him Friday morning instead. Oh, okay, cool. Will he be in then? Yeah, he will. Well, tell what I'll do, Sandy. I'll ring and ask to speak to you first, and then we can maybe you can put me through to them. So I've even got this person sort of working for me because I'm building a relationship with them and because I'm, you know, having that conversation. And and even when I've then called back and that person's still not taking the message, I've then built on the relationship more. And I've said, oh, you know, he's he's a real difficult person to get hold of, Sandy. Tell me what's been going on. Is lots happening? And then that person might share a few ideas around what's been going on or what's what's kicking off or what's taking place and, and, and gives me insight into the business. And, and I've even then said to someone such as, wow, great, thanks ever so much. Look, I'll be honest with you, I don't want to keep chasing and bothering you, Sandy. I know you're busy, but you know, what's the best way of trying to get in contact with him? You know, what, what can we do here? And I've even then had that person come and say, don't worry, leave it with me. I'm going to find a space in his diary to speak to you. And I'm like, wow, this person is literally going to find a space in someone's diary that they don't know to have a conversation with me because I'm just being nice and personal with them on the phone. So one of the key things I encourage you to do is build the relationship with that gatekeeper. Get to know when, you know, get to know them as a person, because it may well be that you're going to need to ring three, four, five times in order to get through. Now, obviously, you do need to qualify the fact that that person knows the other person who is engaged with having, you know, knows them. If you're just engaging with a very large organization, let's say it's someone in a public sector organization, and you just get someone at a switchboard, then the chances are that they may not be able to connect you up in that way. But what you can do is if you're struggling to get through a gatekeeper and let's say you're phoning up and you're getting through to a number and it just goes to a voicemail, for example, you could phone up and say, oh, I'm looking to speak to so-and-so, Mrs. So-and-so, and they can say, but I'm struggling to get hold of her. Who else in her team might be suitable? But, but, you know, who else in the team might be able to help? And they then might be able to put you in contact with someone in the in that office or in that environment. And so, for example, I've had cases where I've picked up the phone and I've then been in a position where someone has said, okay, well, um, you know, so-and-so is, is unavailable at the moment. Can I ask you, oh, yeah, my name's so-and-so. I've been trying to get in contact. Well, what role are you in, sorry? Oh, I'm in the IT team. Oh, okay, great. So how's things going? Yeah, great, thanks. Tell me a bit more about it. I'm looking to speak to Mrs. Mrs. So-and-so. When's the best time to catch her normally? Oh, well, she's really busy because she's doing this and this. Okay, and no worries at all. And I don't suppose you've got a diary available at the moment. I know you guys, you know, when, when, when's she available? Now, again, some organisations will tell people not to give out information. But again, if you built the relationship with the other person you're speaking to, other things can happen. So 
try and build that relationship. Try and have that conversation. Try and build a rapport with that other person to see if they can then try and sort of put you through. The other thing that I will also try and do to get through a gatekeeper is if I'm going to send, bear in mind, if you're joining this as an outbound targeted, you know, call in action, you might want to be able to, to, to be in a position where you can send something through to them. So what I've sometimes done is I've sent something in the post to someone, let's say as a, as a small card or small gift, but I've addressed it for the, the, the gatekeeper. So I've actually asked, can I just take your name up, Sandy? Great. And are you, are you normally in the office every day, Sandy? Yeah. Saying, what I'm going to do, I'm going to send something in the post, but I'll send it to you directly so you can pass it on to them. And I've sent it to them and what I've even then done is put like a small little gift in there or let's say if I put a card in there I might just put a small bag of sweets and uh, you know and, and you know for them to be able to have and it's those little gestures those little things you can do that can sometimes make that person then try and open up the conversation with, with someone else the other way to avoid the getting through gatekeepers is a lot of the people that work as gatekeepers tend to work maybe more traditional hours. So they may be available from 8.30 till 5.30, but they may not be around outside of that time. So try and ring at other times. So maybe try and ring maybe 7.45 in the morning or 6.15 in the evening. And if you ring the number you've got, it may well be that the decision maker or senior people are the only people left in the company at that stage. And if they've got a phone system where... They, um, the, the, the phone's ringing. They may pick up the phone because they're looking to speak to someone. So is it because they're looking to make sure the phone's answered? I should say. So one of the great way of getting past that process is to, is to, is to basically ensure that you're speaking at a time when they're maybe not around. So these are small, simple ideas that you can use to get past and to get through the gatekeeper or to get past this person that's protecting the other person itself. The final way I encourage you to do it, or two other final simple methods you can use. The first is be really honest. Okay. And that's to say, look, Sandy, I, I really appreciate your help and support. I've not spoken to John before and look, I know he's really busy. Our solution looks to help solve this, this and this. And this is a challenge that people like John are facing. Be honest with me. How, you know, tell me a bit more. Is that, do you think a challenge that John would find an issue with? And again, I've had, you know, PAs and gatekeepers say to me, well, that's interesting you mentioned that because he has talked about this, this and this issue. So I've actually even got this, the gatekeeper to do a bit of selling for me. If I can't get through to that person, I've got them to do a bit of selling for me. And I've then probed and said, okay, tell me a bit more about what sort of challenges. Well, I don't know too much, but I think they've had an issue in this area. Okay. And what would be the sort of things that I could share that could be useful for you? If I shared a resource with you, Sandy, would that be something you could maybe share? with him yeah of course no worries at all but i don't want to waste your time sandy i appreciate you're busy what would i need to sort of include that make you know would make him you know be interested in this well i know he's interested in this this and this so you can gain information and gather information and sharing it in that way so try and maybe make the, the, the gatekeeper a bit of a salesperson for you but again you've got to have built that relationship up and then the final point is humor i actually think humor is is just the best way to deal with things to get past a gatekeeper is to say oh my goodness me sandy it sounds like i've you know i've got more chance of finding hen's teeth than getting hold of john at the moment and or my goodness me sandy it looks like you know i'm gonna have to you know something incredible is gonna have to happen you know you're gonna have to be you know i'll see elvis presley before i you know i i see this you know i see me get to speak to john and then make a bit of humor make them laugh and get them to actually on your side and say oh, any chance what do you think i should do sandy how do you think i should handle this oh i'll try and see if i can put you through and i'll tell them it's important the point is you've got a bit of humor make them laugh make them smile bring something to their day make them feel that actually you're someone that yeah they get lots of conversations with people ringing them in but the ones that they mention 
mention and they feel and they, they think about are, are important. And Maya Angelou has this brilliant quote, which is, people will forget what you told them, they'll forget what you said to them, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. So be in a position where you can start to make that person feel great and important and special. And they'll hopefully be a person that can, they're not going to be a guarantee to in, get you into the, the, the gatekeeper, but they're hopefully someone that will get you some insights and some other in, you know, information that you can use to then try and get what you want to put in place and you have that conversation with that decision maker to, to, to make the impact you want. So there are a couple of ideas around how to get through to the gatekeeper. But look, if you're in sales and you've got other tips, let me know in the comments section below. I'd love to know what works for you. What other methods have you used? And like I say, um, there's a great Mike Brooks, who was a great uh, outdoor uh, outbound salesperson, used to just say to people, I'm going to hold the line, actually. put me through. Please, can you put me through to so-and-so? I will hold the line. I will hold the line. So the idea being is you have this confidence and exuberant authority that says, I'm, I'm going to hold the line. In, in other words, you're sort of giving an order to the gatekeeper can work. Just think you have to be careful about the way in which you work and who you're working with. If you're not careful, it can put that gatekeeper against you, which you want to avoid if you want to do business in the future. So here's just a few ideas you can use to get through gatekeepers. Let me know what works for you. But the most important thing is keep persevering, keep building relationships. If the person you're trying to target is the right type of client for you, the right audience, you can know you can solve a problem for them. Don't give up on it. It is your duty to try and engage with them. There are those six methods to do outbound prospecting. Calling is one of them. Do some simple things. Again, maybe you could even do a video message that you can send to Sandy that then she can showcase to the person that can be another entry point if you don't manage to speak to them. But Focus on doing the simple things to get through the conversations, build the relationships, and hopefully it means you can get through to people, have the conversation you want, and do the business that you want. So look, that's uh, the, on the podcast around the getting through gatekeepers. Um, I wanted just to share with you, uh, as I always do, an inspirational story. And I wanted to share with you a lady called Beryl Carr. Um, Beryl is 100 years old. Actually, she might be a little bit older than that now, but he's a hundred years old. And Beryl is the NHS's oldest volunteer. And I, um, think it's quite incredible. She, she started volunteering at Ealing Hospital's League of Friends when she lost her husband and wanted to meet, meet, meet new people. And she continues to volunteer on a day to day basis. And she, cause she doesn't want to be at home watching TV. And I always think, wow, at the age of a hundred and congratulations, Beryl. Um, and, and, you know, Beryl, you know, to do what you've done, um, and to be still volunteering and making an impact and contribution to society at hundred is incredible. Last week, I shared a story of, of Rupert, age seven, who was making an impact on the world. And then you've got the other end of the scale, Beryl at hundred years old is making an impact on the world. I think these stories are inspirational. They keep us all real. They keep us all seeing that actually it's up to us to make a difference in the world and we can do things that can inspire other people. So my question, final question to you on this podcast day is, what are you going to do to inspire others and help others go on an incredible journey over the course of the next few months? Maybe ask yourself that question in the mirror and see what answers you come back with. Let me know in the comments section below. I'd love to know what you're going to do to help inspire others. Because when we inspire in others, it makes the world feel incredible. That's it. Take inspiration from Beryl. I know I will. Hope you have a great week ahead. And I'll speak to you next week. See you soon. Bye-bye. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you've enjoyed. If you have, please subscribe to the podcast. It helps us ensure more people can get the insights and ideas they need to get incredible sales results. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode.